1: Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Rosalinda Randall. She is a modern-day social skills, civility, and communications expert that's based out of Northern California, and she focuses on helping businesses communicate and interact more effectively so they can find greater success with a lot less drama. She has a book out called Don't Burp in the Boardroom, Handling Uncommonly Common Workplace Dilemmas. It's become a must-have book and go-to guide for anybody looking to succeed and advance in today's workplace. She frequently appears on television and radio programs nationwide, and she serves as a source for numerous profile magazines such as Forbes Business Insider, The Muse, and Fast Company. And we're very happy to have her here on the show today to talk through some of those situations where you might not be sure of what you should be doing or you know potentially awkward situations and Rosalinda, what I am most excited about is you're a civility expert. How can we clone you? We need a lot more civility experts <laughs> around today. Uh, I mean, is is the art of uh, being civil something that's a lost cause? Or I mean, what what what's going on today with people?
0: Well, according to everyone that I talk to, they're always pointing the finger at someone else that should take civility lessons or needs manners and all that. But uh, I think the finger should be pointed right back at ourselves. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do think that um, you know we become so numb and so focused on just getting what we need to get done, and then you introduce technology with our heads buried in our phones, even as we cross the streets. fit i don 't I believe the the uh, awareness and the sense of other people being around us is what's really diminishing, so therefore we're living in our own world we don't think about how we 're affecting everyone else because we 're just in our bubble, and that 's where I, I think we're losing the art of you know, just communicating and being aware and being polite or, or just even a greeting with someone, um, you know, just, just simply walking down the street or in a mall, uh, you know, if I make eye contact with someone, I just, I loosen my facial muscles and, and, you know, I don't do that dorky little smile, but, you know, I nod or, you know, I, I, I just, just, we made eye contact. So I believe in, in just for that split second, we're humans on this planet I nodded. I acknowledged you. And so many people just stare or wonder or they turn around to see, wait, wait, do I know you? Even in my own neighborhood, you know, cars drive by and if I'm watering or out there, you know, I'll wave or smile or nod. And you see people drive slowly like, wait, I don't, I don't know you. So until or you see all of a sudden like, oh, that's who you are, then they smile. So we reserve our niceness or our, I don't know what to call it, for only people that we know. Um, it, it, so I don't know. That's just how I view it, that we're just losing it because of that. And then also, you know, social media, including leaders of our country, without getting yes. um that, that that we have that um, avenue to express ourselves. And it doesn't mean, in my opinion, just because you have the opportunity to speak your mind doesn't mean that you have to, at all times, at least.
1: Yes. You know, you make a good point, and most of the examples you gave there were in public situations. And in public situations, whether it's – one of my all-time favorites, I travel a lot, is the airport and the way people treat each other in airports. Uh, But whether it's the airport, whether it's a shopping mall – uh, behind the windshield of your car as you're going down the highway or you know, hiding behind social media, you, you do things a lot of times or people do things a lot of times. They would never do face-to-face with somebody. Uh, they hide behind the anonymity, I think. Some of those situations give them anonymity and uh, kind of our, our base selves come out. <laughs>
0: it's, yes. it's, uh, it, it's just really, go ahead. It is no 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 and that's just one thing just as an example um I I know several people in in the HR industry and uh, a few of them tell me that what they nor- what they do not normally but when they have the opportunity exactly what you said is they send you know the applicant down the hall to you know get a cup of coffee or go to the next person to talk to and that's where they watch them because when you're walking down the hall they're walking down the hall thinking that no one's watching them that's when you see the person's true Uh, um, colors, so to speak. You know, how are they walking? Are they, is their posture still straight, or Are they pulling and tugging at things? Are they reading things along the way and peeking in offices that they shouldn't? So that tells them a lot. And you're right, the anonymity, uh, you know, especially on social media where you don't even use, you don't even have to, you know, you put, oh, cupcake lover, and nobody knows who you are, and you can say whatever you want. Um, And the nose pickers of America in behind their windows, (laughs) they think they're shield. I don't know, but you're Right. right. A lot of things, uh, that's that's where I, you know, promote in- integrity, uh, and that's, you know, we all know the definition of if doing the right thing even when no one's looking, um, and I think we've lost a lot of that. Another thing
1: I think complicating matters is the legal issues surrounding what you can and cannot do, especially in an office environment. For example, uh, the interactions with your coworkers, some people are just uh, more demonstrative than others and they naturally wanna hug people. Uh, but I, th- I think that there is a, a question these days about whether you can touch at all or whether you can uh, do something nice or compliment a female associate uh, without that being construed in a, in a different way so, talk to us a little bit about uh, what are the rules there? Are there rules? And I know there's confusion about that.
0: Yes, there is, and that question comes up frequently, and especially seemingly by women. Uh, that, and, and just to just give an example, I was at a recent um, networking event, and it happened to be uh, like a mostly Hispanic. Um, it was a Hispanic organization. And I thought this was really interesting. I met, you know, several managers, CEOs. It was all professionals. And we had a nice little conversation. And then towards the end, we were all giving our goodbyes. And this gentleman, you know, kind of opened. I went over to shake his hand and he opened his arms. And we both looked because I was comfortable with it. And, but I think that was a cultural thing. And he goes, and I said, "Well, that's chapter seven, you know, just to joke about hugging because it's <laughs> in the book." Um, and he said, "Is that all right?" And I said, "Of course." But because, and he said, "Well, you know, our culture, da da da." Because I am of a Hispanic background, and I said, "I understand." And that's the thing that we we take. Sh- it would be better if we took it into consideration, even if, say, I wasn't from that culture or from that culture, but I just don't like hugging. Um, I know if I put a little thought into it instead of going to my defensive getting offended place, which I think we tend to do immediately, I would consider that look at his facial expression was he hugging me all creepy and rubbing up against me no, Mm -hmm. it was just a hug and he actually asked permission to do so if I was comfortable. So from all aspects, it was a, a perfect even in a business setting situation for a hug that felt comfortable so I allowed that but there are people who say i don't like to hug not not that i 'm uncomfortable or i 'm against it it 's just i don't like people touching me, women or right. men, and what can I do to i so i don't seem you know I, so i don't offend someone and really, if you know that this person is a hugger, you can start by just already standing back, because our position, a lot of times when we're going to shake hands, we lean forward slightly as we extend our hand. Well, don't lean forward. Put your hand out. That puts a, a lot more space between people and extend your hand. And that person, most people will certainly get that and, and shake your hand. Now, if that's if you know and you expect this hugger, if not, then discreetly, privately tell that person that, you know, you prefer not to hug or right there in that moment when they're hugging you and just say, you know, I'm uncomfortable hugging and that's it. Don't, you don't need to make a huge deal about it. So, you know, hugging in the workplace is become common except for, as you mentioned, the big, big corporations that have the strict laws and rules. People don't do that unless they're familiar with someone. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, yeah. out of town clients they've emailed and they're meeting face to face for the first time after two years, uh, People tend to hug, and that's okay. And if you do it again in front of other people, and not in a slimy way, and you don't hang on for hours, it it's fine. Right? Yeah. And and the same goes for
1: um, other niceties. Uh, I, I mentioned maybe pulling out uh, somebody's chair, uh, you know, especially and an a coworkers or complimenting on appearance. Those are okay too if they're handled correctly, right?
0: Well, yes, but I've known women who have said to me in presentations and men who have heard this where they have, you know, taken that one or two quick steps to get ahead to open the door and women bite men's heads off and say, you know, I can get it myself. Now, who's the ruder person in that scenario? In my opinion, it's the woman. You, first of all, you know that he was coming from a noble and good place uh so when you when you know that then just accept it as a kind gesture you don't have to read into it and some men say i was raised this way my mom taught me and i'm not going to stop and to those men i say well then be prepared for the women who will bite your head off and say i'll do it myself or don't do that or what are you trying to say all you do with a smile is say i'm sorry remember her face and never do it again super (laughs) simple
1: Right. But really, it sounds like what it's coming down to in those instances is uh, do whatever is kind, whether whether it's a guy who's dropped a stack of books and, and as a female you reach down to help him. Really, how is that much different than opening a door uh, okay. for a woman? You know, it's it's just about being considerate of each other and nice to each other. So
0: That's all uh, it is. Yes, I yeah. agree with you, but there are people who do read into it and become offended if someone of a different sex, oh, specifically women to men, uh, assists them. And and that's fine. I tell those women that's fine. If that if that's your reaction, that's okay. But what does that say about you and your professionalism, and and are you the type of person that will do it to other people? I, I don't know. So, yes, just be kind and courteous and aware. That's it. Yeah. While we're talking about some of the, uh, you know,
1: hugging and, and where you actually physically touch people, you mentioned you know putting out your hand for the handshake. But what about those situations where I, somebody has a cold or? you know, they've they've just coughed all over their hands or they've just done something else that you just don't think you want to touch their hands or a handshake. We've all been there. And how do you politely decline that? I mean, what do you do? And some people say, you know, I have a cold. I'm not going to shake your hand. They, they just nip it in the bud right there. But other
0: people... They don't. How do you handle that? No, they don't. Um, They're licking their fingers, uh, all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. You accept the handshake. I know that sounds absolutely gross, but if I see someone that has done that and they come over and shake my hand, I shake shake their hand and I leave my hand to the side, have our chat, and when I excuse myself, I go wash my hands. You do not decline a handshake. Some people say, too bad, I'm going to decline it and lie and say, oh, I have a cold. That's fine if you want a, a little white lie in that. Um, situation. However, if they see you shaking hands with the next person, <laughs> you are caught. Um, right. But... And you don't decline a handshake because somebody's gross. If you think about it, just because we saw that person, well, we're aware because we ob- observed that person sneezing or picking their nose or what have you. But we really don't know where people's hands have been prior to that. Right. we would be surprised. So that's why I just ignore it and I shake hands and, and I don't eat with <laughs> using my hands. Yeah. What,
1: what, are, what are some of the most common rude, I guess you'd call it, rude behaviors that you have observed? I mean, you are obviously an expert in this area. You've studied it. You, you've you observed carefully. And, and what would you say are, say, your top three um, behaviors that you see, particularly in business situations that are just no-no's?
0: Well, the one that is seeming to become more common is lack of hygiene. Hmm. Um, I've even been hired to address that and the attire that looks like they haven't washed it or they pick it off the, you know, I do the sniff test, they pick it off the floor. It's not too bad. Let's <laughs> put it back on. Um, that is becoming more and more common. I, I I don't understand it. I know here in California we've had a water shortage, but, you know, a little sprinkle <laughs> doesn't hurt. Um and change your underwear and, you know, you're good to go. Uh, that's one of them. And the other one that I hear a lot of in especially these open spaces or cubicles um, is loud uh, so of people who put their um, calls on speakerphone and they expose everyone to their conversation. That's irritating alone even in the you know supermarket, anywhere. Uh, That's another one. And then people who don't RSVP, they do not respond. Those are the top three. And being late, if I could sneak another one in. Sure. Being being late, and that includes uh, counseling appointments at the last minute. Um, But those are the ones that I hear the most often. Um, Yeah.
1: Well, as far as the first one that you're talking about, the hygiene and just the <laughs> appearance, basically from whether or not they're wearing clothes uh, two days in a row or several times without washing them, do you, what do you think has contributed to that? Do you think that is um, offices in general trying to accommodate uh, people's comfort and just the kind of the toning down uh, of even office casual in the workplace, and that All makes of the time about. for
0: yeah, okay, all of all the above, to it. Um, there is also a cultural um, component to it. People that, I've heard this from HR people that come from other countries that it isn't, you know, aren't as uh, clean freaks as we Americans tend to be, you know, sometimes showering twice a day, um, that that has attributed to it. Um, some people say it really may not be bodily um, odors, but foods that they eat and, and combined with that can can give off a certain odor that we are generally not uh, used to uh, hmm. the casual atmosphere in the workplace yes um, companies are going way way out I mean even providing nap rooms and everything I mean if you nap and you get all sweaty you're going to smell um, some people I know work out at the gym at at lunchtime and they don't shower and they put their clothes back on well with it you know as soon as that dries up you're going to smell um, and then, again, you mentioned the casualness of it, it It's I work in the back, I'm, uh, I'm behind the scenes, I don't really need to care, because a lot of these, and I hate to say it, but younger people, and a lot, it's, it's more prevalent in the IT industry, where, yeah, you wear wrinkled clothes, your flip-flops out here in California, and shorts, and you're good to go with your, you know, message T-shirt that you're wearing for the day. And that, um, that happened to me, actually. And, and, and that's why I say how important it is, because it's perception. The perception, it may be clean. Your clothes could have gotten out of the dryer, but it looks dirty. And we go by instinct when we see someone. And I remember this gentleman came to greet me. He looked like he had just slept in his clothes and gotten out of bed. So instinctively, I didn't lean in for that handshake that I mentioned earlier. I kept a little bit more distance and shook his hand. And that was, I realized I did that. Afterwards, I went. Oh my goodness! But it was instinctive. I, I wanted to put some space between the smelly what I thought could be a smelly person. Um, <laughs> so that's why you know it, it is important to to um, you know pay attention to your attire because it does right. affect how people people now focus on that to trying to protect ourselves than to try and get to know you. Yeah. So
1: so even though uh, the, the standards for casualness have. Um, oh decreased, we still do instinctively size people up. Those first impressions are still important and we do notice wrinkled clothing and other uh, aspects of appearance when we're forming those first decisions about somebody. You mentioned also uh, not RSVPing. As business uh, people, we get uh, especially as business owners uh who's the bulk of this audience we get a lot of invitations uh how is the best way to handle an invitation that you need to decline and yet you feel an obligation to attend it's it's maybe somebody that has done you a favor you're not really don't have a real close relationship with but they've done you a favor and you just you just really don't
0: want to go. You don't have a good excuse for not going. But but how do you decline something like that in particular? Those are the toughest ones. Um, yes, and you're right. We do run across those. Well, as you said, you already have your answer. They did us a favor and we feel, whether obligated or, or you know, we like to pay back, uh, then your answer is attend. It's easy, really, if you break it down that way. But we don't want to. Um, and, and that's a different thing than say no, not thank you next time. But keep me, you know. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm unavailable. But I'd like to support you next time you have an event. Please let me know. Mhm. Yeah, the important thing is to respond. Oh my goodness, yes. And and people don't. They wait till the last minute or show up. And that's one of the. Oh my gosh. Especially people who put on workshops or have hold meetings, uh, you know, presentations or anything like that. Um. You know, I always tell people also, when you get that invitation, we know our answer. Our gut tells us, like, uh, either we do, uh, or we go, uh, that sounds like fun. So what I tend to do is immediately check my calendar when I get the, ooh, that sounds like fun feeling in my gut, and respond right then, put it on my calendar, I'm going. Uh, because we can easily change, change our minds. Um, and when it's the other that I don't want to go, or it's that favor, and it's just not working out for me, I immediately respond as well and and say, you know, I'm sorry, but it's not going to work out. I wish you well. Let me know how it goes.
1: Sure. And, you know, yeah. we,
0: we do feel obligation makes us do a lot of things, and especially as, you know, business owners, that where we do waste a lot of time. And, you know, you hear all these successful people, one of the things is learn to say no. Yeah. And if someone gets hurt, I mean, you don't want to go, no, that sounds awful, or I don't have time for that sort of thing, obviously. Uh, you do it tactfully and kindly and uh, politely and timely and decline and if someone is going to get angry about it which i've had someone follow up and call me like why aren't you coming oh it's not going to work out but why you know is it is it this there are some people who will pound you until you give them an answer and i say keep repeating it i'm so sorry no it's not going to work out and that's it well and
1: yes and that's great advice and the other thing is is that those people who continue to hound you now they're becoming the rude (laughs) person Uh, Definitely. Another thing we all deal with is gossip. And, and I'm not just talking about within the office. Uh, like I said, you go to, especially business owners, go to lots of networking events. And the gossip that goes on there uh, is pretty strong at times, too. And it makes people uncomfortable. Uh, some people feel right at home with it, but it makes others uncomfortable how, when you find yourself in that situation, how do you extract yourself from that conversation without seeming like you know you're you 're the
0: moral authority or
1: somebody like that how do you do that
0: <laughs> that 's very well put um, Why not be the moral authority? I mean it, it just it, it might shake other people up but i I understand what you 're saying, um, especially if the conversation has been going on you 're all having a great time three or four of you chit chatting, and all of a sudden the gossip begins and what, oh, you have to go now? Yes, I have to go now. That's the other thing, again, about learning how to say no, that that sort of falls into that category. No, I am not going to participate. You don't need to say those words. Um, Once you hear the words like, oh, my gosh, did you hear? I mean, any of those intros that we do, like, don't tell anyone, but Mm -hmm. uh, we know what's coming. And as creatures, (laughs) that we are curious (laughs) creatures, you know, it's sometimes easy to stay and hear hear the scoop. Um, especially if it's about a person that you, you're not too fond of or you don't know. But at that time, you hear it start, and you go, oh, you guys, I'm sorry, excuse me. I, I see someone I, I have to talk to. Or would you excuse me and walk away? You don't even have to give a reason. Maybe you need to go wash your hands. You're eating. You have to go to the restroom. We don't have to make those announcements. So for right. me, it's very easy to walk away. Now, if you're sitting with your coworkers in the lunchroom, now that's weird, and you're in the middle of your lunch, how do you yeah. walk away gracefully from that? Well, that's when you either do and just say, oh, you know, I'm going to finish my lunch over here. I need to talk to someone. Again, a white lie, but if that helps you and you are okay with a white lie, that's fine. Or I have to go make a phone call. I forgot during my lunch. Anything that you can come up with. But if that's difficult, then that's when you may have to implement, wow, is that what you guys say behind my back? Or, you know, I'd really prefer not to hear about, uh, you know, Doris. I, I really like her, so maybe you guys can talk about that when I leave. And I know that is difficult, and that makes you sound like, as you put it, the moral authority or the goody two-shoes, but what other option do you have? Either listen yeah. or you speak up and stop it. Not Again, nicely, you don't have to say, that's really mean, uh, but just go, you know, you guys, I have enough drama in my life. I, I don't want to hear about other people's drama. So anyway, Brian. did you see the Giants game or whatever? You know, you have to be ready. And I tell people when if you come across a lot of uh, gossip, say your place of work, um, the people you hang out with love to do that. Practice, even practice in the mirror, saying it out loud. Your go-to line, because at the moment we get caught up and and you know it's not effective, or we fumble, or we don't say anything because we're we're not confident with what we need to say. Right. One of the other
1: things that happens uh, in the office too. It's closely related to gossip because it can certainly become gossip. And that is the people who come up to you and ask you just outright personal questions that you, know, that you look at them like, did I hear you right? Uh,
0: how do you handle those? You just tell them it's none of their business or uh, how does that work? That's, that's an option, <laughs> none of your business, uh, depending on your relationship. Uh, what if it's a person in upper management, which, oh, my gosh, yeah. but it certainly can happen. That makes it even trickier to say that. But the, the basic line is, I'm sorry, I prefer not to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. And just keep it simple. That's the thing. The things that we respond, and, you know, again, forgive me, ladies, but in general, women tend to add a little bit more of the, the I call it, fairy dust around our response to make it better, to not offend Uh, But the the simpler the statement is, uh, the less you give that other person to continue badgering you. So I'd rather not talk about that. Um, That's a little personal, or um, you have to be prepared if you say, "Well, why do you ask?" Um, You know, they may give you an answer, and then you're stuck even more. Uh, But that's basically it. That's what I've told people. You know, oh, gosh, this is not the time for, for talking about that. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate your concern, but I'd, I'd rather not discuss it. You know, there are so many
1: other topics that we could talk about, gift-giving in the office, office romance, uh, oh. any any number of things. But we are out of time today, and they're just going to have to read about it in your book, Don't Burp in the Boardroom. Where can people get a copy of that?
0: Well, either Amazon, of course, um, or Barnes & Noble, um, it's available there. Okay.
1: So Rosalinda Randall, don't burp in the boardroom. Go out and get a copy on Amazon. Or as she said, if you've got a Barnes & Noble near you, you can pick it up there too. But it's been fun talking with you this morning. These are all things that we deal with seriously on a day-to-day basis. Uh, we've encountered these uh, at one time or another. And uh, it, it's just its common sense in so many cases. Just just being kind and using common sense, it sounds like.
0: Yes, that that's what it comes down to and as the people say common sense is not common anymore. And if I can just leave your audience <laughs> with one thing. If yes. I can say one thing is overlook things. We don't uh, need to address everything. Just just overlook and your life will be so much less dramatic and complicated.
1: Very, very good advice, especially in this day and age where everybody seems to be so easily offended. So yes. thank you so much for being our guest today. And again, Rosalinda Randall, get her book, uh, Don't Burp in the Boardroom. And you can get that on Amazon.com. Thank you for being our guest today. Thank
0: you so much, Kelly.
1: And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at IThinkBigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.